Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow. Hello and welcome to the Broad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good. I uh, have obviously last week um, spent a week um, just rolling around Cornwall like I'm the king of bloody Cornwall, eating cream teas and Mr. Holiday himself. Mr. Holiday himself. Um, (laughs) And I I found my old um, Kindle, which had like a couple of old um, sort of Japanese vocab books and stuff. And one of them was, and one of them was like a book that I I don't think I ever read in the end because it's like I just took one look at it. Can't be asked. Um, (laughs) And it said. Learn Japanese in like thirty days. You know, you know, learn, right, you right, know, right. learn everything you can in thirty days. Easy and easy peasy, piece of piss. And <laughs> like the first few pages were just learning uh, um, hiragana, katakana, and then the rest of the book mm. was just in like all the words were like hiragana or katakana, and you're like, why do they bother doing this? <laughs> like if you're trying to learn like as much vocabulary as possible and you're le- and you're learning it like learn 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 I understand it a little bit but like you're just making this harder than it needs to be would that be fair mm. to say I know it makes like the whole kind of yeah. like reading easier and it makes like but a lot of the things will just be in kanji anyway when you're out and about and I almost sort of think, what's the fucking point? Like, so I, 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 yeah. I have dipped back into the books a little bit, and it's like some of them are just taking the fucking piss. <laughs> I think it it comes down to like, you know, what do you need Japanese for? If you yeah. want to get over here for a holiday for a few weeks or a few months, and if you it's learning be... thirty thirty days, you just yeah. need you, you just need to get that information Words. in your head as quick as possible, and you do not mm. need the added kind of like um obstacle of 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 everything being written in 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 japanese script it it just doesn't make any sense to me i mean the reason i learned japanese script first before diving in and doing all the vocab mm. and stuff is cuz i was in it for the long game right and i yeah. knew i had a bit more time on my side to mm. to battle through it but like yeah for a holiday so for a trip you don't need that. I was a young man. Young man. I was a very young, young man. man. Twenty-two. World <laughs> at my feet. Not like now. Thirty-three. No. Uh, rubbish, isn't it? But like, I, I do think, I think learning Japanese in thirty days is a little bit unrealistic um, mm-hmm. because you've got to cram so much into your head. You've got to learn a whole new way of thinking. It just ain't going to happen. I mean, but you might you be able probably, to have an easy you conversation. Probably learn what, what I know. Mash. You, you could yeah. probably learn what I the know. The big in book of peace. Ten what years, do you know, Pete? If that. What do you know? Fuck all. Absolutely fuck all. 
Kawaii, kawaii. You know quite a lot of words. Kawaii, you know a lot of words, kawaii. <laughs> That's all I know. Then two. Brilliant. Brilliant. He uh, knows how to say scared and cute. The big scared two and words. cute. I'm cute and scared. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> but like, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I did uh, this video last week where I talked about how I'm ashamed of my Japanese skills and how I lie to people about uh, mm. how long I've lived in Japan. And the the, the crux of the third story in that video, uh, my biggest mistake in Japan is how I lied to Ken Watanabe. He was like, "How long have you been here?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know, three three years, even though it'd been ten, <laughs> because I didn't want Ken." to use advanced Japanese that mm. I wouldn't be able to understand. And yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed of where my Japanese is at. I do think I might throw myself into learning it again later this year when my workload dies down. Because yeah. it is a lot of fun. It is a yeah. great language. It's a really exciting language to uncover. But my God, it takes a lot of time and you've really got to be committed to it. And I've only met a handful of people that have really gone the distance, like uh, Dogen. You know, Dogen, yes. the... Uh, YouTube legend. Um, yeah. Instead, though, instead of learning Japanese, I went surfing today. Oh, Aha. a little bit of surfing with your friend Pewders. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm not very good at it still. <laughs> You're still not very good at it. <laughs> Could you not just get like a little paddleboard and just sort of like flap around a bit? Flap around. Yeah. I, you know, I can ride the waves, but I can't stand on the board. So right. I can like kneel on the board and get catapulted along That's without falling fair, off. That's fair, Many people can't. I mean, it's not really surfing, though, is it? That's just mm. kneeling on a board, and mm. it's not quite cool. As I, I want to be cool. I want to be one of the cool kids. Um, the older you get, the younger you want to be, the cooler mm. you want to be, and it's not been going very well. But it's it's a really fun thing, surfing. Although uh, Felix did tell me he saw a uh, Portuguese man of war, which you mentioned last week, um, yes. the deadly jellyfish. There's a, they're, they're all over the coast at the moment. Luckily, we didn't see any. But after he'd mentioned he'd seen one the week before, I was a little bit more reluctant to go yeah. in the sea, shall we say. The good thing is you're wearing a bodysuit, like a full bodysuit, part of your face. So maybe that would help. But he did it would, lose it, my it GoPro. Get through, it wouldn't get through the wetsuit, I don't think. I don't think that's no. the case anyway. I think you'd be fine. Yeah, bodysuit one, fucking jellyfish zero. But yeah, he lost, Felix lost my GoPro. He hit a wave full on, came back up and was like, oh, the GoPro's gone. And I was like, oh, oh I, luckily I, I had another I can't, one. I can't replace that. I'm not earning. <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> I've given up. Do you not? Do you not think though that apparently um, they did a check on uh, Tokyo residents um, and uh, like their their you know they did blood tests on a certain amount of people mm. and they they found that 98 percent of Tokyo residents are have no um, have a deficiency of vitamin D. So maybe you huh. need to go sans wetsuit to get a little bit of sunshine in your body. Vitamin D is the the sunshine one, isn't it? Mushrooms and yeah, sunshine. Yeah, vitamin D you get from just exposure to the sun. I think that might be... I don't know why that is. Honestly, I think people mm. are... People in Japan spend a lot of time commuting yeah. on trains, on buses, mm. underground, in buildings. Maybe they don't get out enough. I don't know. But, it get, you know, people don't like to get a suntan here as well, uh, famously. So that could be a factor. I don't know, really, though. That's quite an interesting one. A lot of vitamin D I, in, like, mackerel and salmon and... Um, yeah, you think uh, the fish and stuff. in yeah, the diet... Maybe just people aren't eating enough, uh, eating enough fish in the diet. Fresh need fish. to eat those uh, Portuguese man of war. Yeah, get them down, you. Get them down, you. Eat some of them. I'm doing a day in my life video at the moment, right? Which I haven't done in years, Mm. where I just film my disappointing day. And it's kind of a difficult one because my life is kind of either quite interesting, making a video in Hokkaido or on a train or whatever, 
or it's really boring and I'm just sitting in a room depressed editing a video for 12 hours at a time, four days in a row. And so it's kind of like I've had to choose very strategically what the day in my life is. And it's somewhere in between. Like the second half of the day is kind of fun. Yeah. And I cook Charlotte dinner and give her salmonella food poisoning. I do the surfing. <laughs> And then the morning's rubbish, where I just edit a video and do nothing. So that's my day in the life, but that'll be coming out soon. you got that to look forward to. But before that, we've got a story from James. He says, hello, Chris Ooh. and Pete. My partner and I have just returned <clears throat> from an incredible three-week trip to Japan. And this included completing the Shimanami Kaido cycle and visiting Matsuyama, beautiful city. Uh, two of our favourite parts of the trip. I now hope to return in the future and do my own journey from north to south by motorcycle. One surprising part of our trip, however, was how often other tourists scowled at us, uh, looked annoyed at our presence, or made substantial efforts to look everywhere other than at another tourist. We named these people the Grumpy Gaijin. <laughs> the Grumpy. That would be a great channel name. For I just rebrand to that. Um, we're pretty normal-looking people, although I am quite tall, and we were very conscious and careful to be considerate of all the people around us and follow Japanese customs and social norms as much as possible. So we can only assume that these people were put off by there being tourists in the areas they're visiting, um, ironically, as tourists themselves. Have either of you come across this during your time in Japan? And as someone who has lived in Japan for many years, is this something that you notice, uh, Chris? Appreciate everything you do, Chris and Pete. Many thanks, James. Grumpy Gaijin. What do you think, Pete? Are grumpy I, gaijin real? Are you a grumpy gaijin? <laughs> I you think are. you do. I think you do sort of see a lot of people. Certainly, people who maybe sort of live there or have lived there for a little while. And they, you know, we've said it before. These people who a bit, bit like bit of gatekeeping, bit of uh, mm. bit of shitty behaviour from them. You do, you do see a, a, a fair bit. But you know, you just ignore them and sort of go, look, we're all fucking nerds. They're all they're always blokes who look like <laughs> me anyway. They're always like, mm, stay away. Waving swords I'm around. I'm a little skinny. I'm a little skinny boy with a little fat frog belly, <laughs> and I've got glasses, and I look gaunt, and I look unwell, <laughs> and all I do is drink energy drinks and eat burgers, and I am, <laughs> and and you shouldn't be here because I'm here, <laughs> and it's my little say. Shut up! Get out! <laughs> you little dickhead! I thought that was never going to end. No, <laughs> little <laughs> rant of you playing you. I've heard you. it so many times. I'm just, <laughs> uh, I've just turned into like an AI bot that can really sort of inhabit the the, the skin, the pockmark, <laughs> pockmark skin of a nerd. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, I there have been days where I've been travelling somewhere remote and it's beautiful. Mm. And then you hear another foreign tourist like, oh, that's good, isn't it? Coming down the street <clears> and you're <throat> like, oh, fuck, it's ruined Japan. I think <laughs> I think it's more in those countryside areas where you feel like you've got your own slice of Japan, you've got it all to yourself, and then you see another foreigner and it takes some of the magic away. You yeah. feel like, as you say, a gatekeeper. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't care. I've lived here long enough that it's not really an issue. But mm. I can see some people that have lived here... I do know people like that, the grumpy gaijin, the folks mm. that have usually lived in Japan over a decade and live in the countryside, and then you run into them and they're like, fuck off, this is my village. <laughs> I'm the only foreigner here. This is my yeah. territory, my special role. And they want to defend that at all costs. Mm. Um, but, you know, there are also douchebag tourists as well. Um, <laughs> we had like four... Seemed like, I was in a restaurant with Connor the other day in Shinjuku, and we were having dinner... And then they sat these four tourists down next to us. And mm. they seemed like um, college, just out of college folks coming over for their first holiday or something. Yeah. 
and they came across as quite rude. They were they're from uh, America, and mm. I, you know, I for, for the most part, most American tourists I met are lovely. Um, most British tourists I met, drunken drunken fools. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to make any sweeping generalizations about any nation. But anyway, these guys were dickheads, and they came and sat down next to us, and uh, one of them clearly knew who we were, who we were vaguely. Yeah, and. Uh, they all started oh. looking, and it, it was kind of awkward. Well, it's, yeah, they looked at Connor and went, "Oh, I was born in Japan." I was born in Japan, <laughs> just like happened to him last week. I'm so happy that happened. But no, they were like, uh, they must have been a meter away. We're talking really fucking close, mm. and they were like, one of them was like, "Oh my god, guys!" We sort of heard whispering. They all looked over, and then we sort of, sort of sheepishly looked over and nodded, and we're like, "Huh, yep, hi," mm. uh, and carried on eating our beef. And then one of them went, yeah, I think one of them has a podcast or something. Yes. And it was just Damn like... Damn right. That's the main product, <laughs> the podcast. I'm tired of you freeloading off this podcast, Chris, and, and doing your little videos. It takes well, I like think it was minutes. trash taste. This is the real... It was trash taste. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, bollocks. wasn't this one, was it? Yeah, okay, fair. It just came <laughs> off as really crass. Like, I think one of them has a podcast or something. <laughs> and Connor and I were like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, for fuck's you sake. You don't need to oh, say that. Sake. You know. I, yeah, but... Generally, tourists I meet are great, and uh, people like that are dickheads, and mm. quite rare for the most part. I'll never forget when I went... The last time I think I went to Hub, though, which you should never do, the uh, British pub chain Hub's great. that mops up all the foreign really tourists. Really heavy pint glasses. <laughs> yeah, it's good Fried for, like, spaghetti. cider. Good for... Spi- <laughs> yeah, fried spaghetti and cider. I just remember this British guy just being really drunk and just being sick all over the everything, oh, and thinking, God damn it, had to be a British person ruining it for everyone. <laughs> Bastard. Anyway, we've got a story this week um, f- about people who get free airplane tickets, and yeah. I hate them because there's a there's a, this is really annoying. There's a, an amazing opportunity, but it's for people who are under 26, mm. which is probably eight people that listen to this podcast because our demographic are 35 year old people from Sweden. So I don't <laughs> see how this is going to apply to anyone, but we'll tell you anyway. If you are one of the lucky listeners who's under 26 years old, take it away, Pete. Fill us in. There is a Japanese domestic airline, Starflyer. Um, they're offering an all-you-can-fly pass from Tokyo uh, for under three hundred dollars, meaning that you could effectively commute by air uh, from Tokyo down to um, Kyushu. Uh, the Star Pass costs uh, forty thousand Japanese yen. It's two hundred eighty-six dollars for those under twenty-six, and allows them unlimited travel for a thirty-day period. I mean. An astonishing bit of value if you're cutting about the country. It really is. The yeah. pass is primarily, primarily uh, targeted at Japanese workers who would want to commute between uh, Tokyo's Haneda Airport and Kitakushu, uh, where the airline is based, which is 624 miles southwest of the capital, according to the media outlet. But um, they only operate five routes across Japan. So, I mean, it, uh, and it's not even oh. clear which <laughs> routes are included in the pass. So... It sounds very much like a, a post-COVID-19 uh, chance to boost their coffers a little bit uh, and, you know, cashing in on remote working and hybrid work and stuff like that. Uh, Starflyer said it had 550 applicants uh, with it using a lottery uh, system to select 90 people who could buy the passes per uh, Bloomberg, uh, the people who uh, wrote this uh, piece. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's just 90 people, isn't it? I mean, I mean it's just... Yeah, it's, it's I mean, worse so, it? Yeah, so, like, a, you know, like so few compared to how many people applied and even then uh, so few people who probably even heard about it so yeah um, Kaito uh, Kuroaya uh, 
23 was one of the 90 selected. He told Bloomberg that he has already used his flight pass for five round trips and plans to take 10 more for mid-June. Uh, it's allowed him to explore Kitakushu and visit friends there. And yeah, Starflyer are, are kind of getting creative with their... With their um, uh, with their passes uh, and they were sort of talking about uh, plans to offer a monthly subscription for some domestic flights which would include rented accommodation so if you want to float around and explore uh, Japan as a whole and you're in 26 and you are somehow very lucky and I imagine very Japanese because I imagine <laughs> it's a right old shitter to, to apply for uh, you yes you my friend could have slightly cheaper <laughs> airline tickets for a bit 90 very lucky people <laughs> still I mean if you think about it that it's pretty dangerous, you think, for your airline. Like, mm. a ticket that probably costs like $100 one way normally from, yeah. say, Kitakushu, which is near Fukuoka, to, to Tokyo. It's probably about $100. But, so you pay yeah. $280 and you get to just fly whenever you want for and how much you want for a month. Like, you could fly every day and go wild. Go hog wild. Yeah, I, I, just, I just can't see it being... I, I just can't see it. I mean, it's obviously been done for a reason. So, like, it's always been done yeah. for a reason, and they're obviously kind of like, well, you know, they on average they're going to take two flights, and that's going to be, you know, uh, uh, cost effective for us. And there's only ninety people who will even get it in the first place, so it's not that risky. Yeah. It's only ninety people in it. You know, True. Just give away. Let's call it out for it. Well, let's yeah. call it out for what it is. It's a PR move. Absolute shit. <laughs> I'm really annoyed. When I saw this headline yeah. on several media outlets, I was like, the future's here. It's yeah. cheap airline travel yeah. and we can fly for... And then I saw, <laughs> oh, 26 years old. And then I was like, oh. And then I learned it's Star Flyer, a Japanese airline that is so small and infrequent. It's basically yeah. only in our imagination. And then... Not only that, but it's <laughs> 90 people get to take advantage of this, probably costing the airline thousands of dollars. Yeah. But this is just not a story. And now I'm angry. I'm very, I'm going to go on Starflyer and shout and scream and shout, <laughs> play too much volcano really loudly in the cabin and go, Bleh. but that you, occasionally you do get some good things happen in Japan like this. Uh, there's, I remember Japan Airlines, just on the first year of COVID, I got a sponsor job, which I was very very excited about. Yeah. It was Japan Airlines. Who wouldn't want to work with Japan Airlines? And they basically had this system where it was like a capsule toy machine somewhere mm. in Tokyo. I couldn't remember where. Mm. And you go in and I think you paid, I think it was like Ichimayen, like $100. Mm. And you put it in and you, you know, twist the capsule and out mm. comes your capsule, your gacha machine, gacha pod. And in that, it tells <laughs> you your destination, tells you uh, where yes. you're going to go. And it could be anywhere. And because Japan Airlines is good and it's not Starflyer, it could have been one of, you know, 50 airports. Yeah. Uh, though they were choosing kind of um, rural airports, places that people wouldn't normally go, right? I like like, it. Uh, like Probably Yamagata. Really cool, right? And a great way to get people to just go out there and explore bits of Japan they wouldn't normally do. Almost like... Mm. Uh, those stories you might remember in the 2000s when people would just catch Ryanair flights for like five pounds and just go to some obscure like airport in the middle of nowhere in <laughs> Poland or Austria yeah. just because it was really cheap and they could do it. Um, and then COVID happened and I lost the job and I don't know if Japan Airlines ever saw it through. So another non-story there about something that could have been good but wasn't good at all. But I still think they should resurrect <laughs> that idea and they should hire me to promote it. I'm the man for the job. What if, what if they just had. started doing like trips Japan from like Haneda to Narita? <laughs> That's the only place <laughs> they were offering. Yeah, cool. Honestly, 
I would probably do it because getting to Narita yeah. Airport from Tokyo is a fucking nightmare. Get me to <laughs> and nobody in their right mind. This is the one thing you take away from today's podcast, guys. Never fly to or from Narita Airport. Nobody likes doing Piece this. Of shit. Go to Hanada. Piece of shit. Yeah, it, it, it's it's awful. Like Narita <laughs> might as well be in Spain because it's probably easier to get to bloody Tokyo from there. Whereas Hanada, you get off the plane and it's bang. You can see, you can literally see Tokyo. You get uh, the the flights now. They've changed it so they've, the planes actually fly over Tokyo itself, mm. um, to the detriment of everyone living in Tokyo. But my <laughs> God, the view I'm told is astonishing when you sort of fly in about you know a thousand meters over Tokyo or whatever, mm. and you get this incredible view of the city. So you don't get that if you get a narrator. If you get a narrator, no. you just get disappointment. So. Hanada Airport, burn that into your mind. Say it after me. Hanada Airport, <laughs> Hanada let's Airport, all go there. Airport, right. Don't do Narita. Although Narita is half the price, so swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the facts machine. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Fill us in. Oh, baby, we got something from Adelie uh, Elizabeth um, from the Netherlands. Uh, dear Shoyu, Chris, and Ponzu Pete. Love a bit of Ponzu. Um, in the latest episode, I heard you found a new spot for the Abronji Band studio. My question is, 
Will you let fans visit the studio to see it for ourselves one day? Let the people in, Chris. Let the people in. I, you know, I won't rule it out. Um, I don't no. know if it's a good idea because if and when the studio gets moved there. So it was cool, actually. We had a, had a meeting just last week with the guys that built the Abroad in Japan studio mm. and uh, got a bit of a quote for them to, to move it. And I cried. For, yeah, once you want an eye-watering quote. How much is it? <laughs> have we got mates' rates? They're like, no, there's no <laughs> mates' rates. In we Japan. are very much business friends. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be cheap. But anyway, I uh, I told them I wanted to expand the studio a little bit. And mm. you know, on the left side, there's the sweet shop and the electronics store that I can't really film in that much because the alleyway quite is quite narrow. narrow. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna make that about a meter wider, and we're gonna turn the sweet shop. You know, there's that uh, sliding door that leads sort yes. of into the sweet shop. Well, that's mm. just a wall with a cardboard cut out of Ken Watanabe. <laughs> um, we're gonna build a shop there. We're gonna build like a 1980s oh, nice. retro Japanese room, uh, sitting room, a living room with uh, like 80s technology mm. and a little table and some tatami mats. And I, they quoted me on that, and I cried even more after I'd finished crying. But look, but it's very have exciting. You, have you? You still? You'll still have more room for um, for sweeties and and crisps and stuff like that. Did did um, in the move? Are you planning to eat all of the sweeties? Because I'm fairly certain they've they've barely been touched, Chris. <laughs> They're going to be approaching their sell by date soon, surely. Yeah, I mean, I was in the studio the other day, and I was looking at the sweets, and I mm. thought, wait a minute, think of the amount of bacteria growing in those packets because they've right. been there for. Since like September, October 2021. So, yeah, delicious. That's a lot of expired sweets. This is <laughs> this could be the world's most dangerous candy shop, and it's, I own it. Well, you would you hope that sweets, it was, you, you you'd hope it was protected from the elements, and you, you would be protected from the elements contained within the packet, surely. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, hopefully, because it's just like a, I'm just culturing. <laughs> the Ebola virus in the sweet shop right now. <laughs> I wonder why I got sick when I lingered in the sweet shop area. Uh, but the sweet um, shop area. It's exciting. I don't know if I'll let fans visit it. Maybe I'll do like a lottery. It would be kind of fun to just like get a few viewers in and have them react to it or something, especially once we get the redesign done and we've got the new section. So yeah. I'll think about it for sure. I will think about it. Um, but yeah, it's a cool idea. I'll give it some thought. Thank you very much, Adderley. Um, we've got one here from Liam. He says, Hello, Countdown, Conundrum, Chris, and Pop Quiz Pete. I've heard that work cultures are very different in Japan, with long hours and unpaid overtime being the norm. But how true is this for foreigners? As a foreigner, would I be expected to follow the Japanese working norms, or would I essentially get a free pass? Mm. All the best, Liam. Um, no... You don't get a free pass, Liam. There's a reason I tell people not to work for Japanese companies. The only time you get a free pass, maybe, is um, if you're on the JET program, you get a little bit of a, a way out um, in some cases. Like uh, you, you do have fixed hours that you're supposed to adhere to. Well, they never do. You do stay later. But the one way around it is if you are working for a foreign-run um, Japanese company or like a foreign company in Japan right they are a lot better for free time for the work-life balance but um, yeah you'd be mm. expected to, to follow the work norms and just basically have no life or free time or happiness mm. so yeah I really cannot advise anybody to work for a Japanese organization any thoughts Pete? Well, but with the um, with the jet program so presumably obviously it's a, it's a Japanese program but you are um, they must be working with so many people with so many different 
working practices from all around the world, different sort of um, expected mm. norms and stuff. Like that must be a real sort of like they must have a little file on different countries. Like this is how the Dutch <laughs> work. This is how the Swedes work. This is how the British work. <laughs> I don't share your optimism, unfortunately. Um, I don't think it's like that. No, I mean, like, I think I was supposed to finish the day at 4.30 every day, mm. but I seldom left before 5 or 5.30. I was mm. always there another hour, at least. Mm. Um, and also, it looks good. I remember if I was if I stayed there longer than 4.30, I got half the staff room, who were doing nothing themselves much of the time. Mm. They just needed to stay in to look good. They would come over and be like, oh, Chris amazing you're working so hard and i'll be sitting at my desk playing fucking minesweeper or something <laughs> and getting all the all the acclaim for just being there um, mm. it was very silly it was very weird but no unfortunately not liam can't recommend working for a japanese company unless they have foreign sort of work ethic or more importantly a foreign work-life balance because they still haven't cracked the code here yet we've got one last question from uh, timu from western finland he says hello chris yeah. and pete my question to you is have either of you experienced physical homesickness after i landed in dallas texas for my connecting flight i start i started hyperventilating and my anxiety went through the roof after landing in denver i could barely eat anything for the next three and a half days all the best guys timu from western finland and uh, pete have you ever had anything like that i mean that's quite serious um case of homesickness there sorry yeah. to hear that, i mean like I'm, I'm trying to look what um denver food is known for green chili colorado lamb peaches crappy i mean it sounds quite nice so i i, I maybe thought it might be <laughs> like um uh, uh connected to that um i've been sort of like I, i've had like longer holidays where it's got to about um like the second week and i've felt incredibly lonely there's a certain loneliness to oh. being a holiday for a little while so um like not immediate kind of um, homesickness, and mm. certainly probably not a physical manifestation of it. But yeah, it, it, I, I imagine it hits people uh, very differently, and and you know anxiety and stuff uh, really, it it you forget how far-reaching um, the, those kind of um, situations can be on the body, mm. especially when you're tired, you jet lag, blah blah blah. Like you you're in a different place, you're eating different things, your cycles all to cock, you feel incredibly disoriented, <laughs> and and it's just it's just all over the place, really, isn't it? Not no surprise. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know for how homesick I really got early on. I I used to always just put on a British TV show and, and watch mm. it as I fell asleep. That kind of helped me through mm. it. Um, but I did get anxious. I I remember actually in those first six months, even a year. I think I was quite anxious when I was like walking down the street. To live in a country where you can't speak the language mm. is a scary thing, right? What if something went wrong? What if I bump? bump my car into someone else or, mm. you know, if I need an ambulance or a hospital or something goes wrong. I was not prepared the first six months, the first year. And that really got to me. And it sort of died off as I settled into Japan. I mastered the language. But, yeah. I, I But, um, yeah, culture shock is a, is a strange thing. I remember the only time I really got culture shocked is, I think when I went to Dubai, actually, weirdly when i was like 18 i went mm. to dubai and it was kind of before dubai was kicking off as the place that all the annoying people go to brag and take instagram <laughs> selfies it was a different time um and i remember we went to i was with my dad at the time we went to uh, the souk markets and we stayed in like old dubai right which is actually kind of cool in hindsight it was really spice. rough a lot of spice really rough around. neighborhood yeah lots of spices lots of people like selling stuff mm. it wasn't the very shiny glimmering glamour yeah. 
that we have today. Um, it was the rough area. And that was kind of full on, but it was kind of a cool culture shock. I remember mm. thinking like, this is exciting. This feels like things are happening here. Mm. Um, I remember every t- just no matter where we went, people were just trying to sell us stuff and barter for things we didn't want. And it got really awkward. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know if I ever got truly culture shocked in Japan though. I think it was just generally anxiety about not knowing the language. So um, yeah, try and learn a little bit before you come in. Mm. It'll seem in good stead. Do Pete Dolson's 30-day... Japanese language course. Maybe I'll write that course. Just the words you need. (laughs) The five words of Pete Dolson. Arigato, konnichiwa, chigaimasu, kawaii. For my YouTube channel, that's all I'm saying. There you go. (laughs) I think we're a really good video. I think it's time to resurrect your YouTube channel, Pete. Bring it back with 20 tips to fluency in Japan. 20 20 (laughs) bits of vocab. Sorry, (laughs) this is difficult. I'd like to speak to uh, somebody at the embassy, please. (laughs) <laughs> I'll get you Pete Donaldson's Donaldson's 10 step plan for getting deported <laughs> in 6 months uh, keep the stories questions <laughs> comments coming in to the Born Japan podcast at gmail.com we'll be back later in the week guys still over again but for now no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a great few days and we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Born Japan podcast bye for now bye in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.